Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. If I sound like I'm losing my voice, I just want to assure you I am. Um, because uh, my, my daughters have been in the playoffs in basketball over the last couple weeks, um, and uh, they're, 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 they're a smaller school, and they're playing against big schools. I mean, uh, we played against San Diego High School last night, uh, seated number one in the whole entire tournament. Uh, we were number nine, and we gave it our all, but we lost by two points last night. And, um, and, but uh, you can tell by my voice, I was very much into the game myself. <laughs> Um, so if you think I'm only this passionate on Sunday mornings, you're wrong. I'm like this all the time. Uh, you can ask my wife, you can ask my kids. And so last night, I'm telling you, I'm, I, and then some of you from the church showed up. Thank you for being there to support them last night. Um, but I'm like, I'm like cheerleader dad, man. I, I think I might have pulled something right here last night as I was cheering so hard, but, uh, but we had a good time. So that's why my voice is, is the way it is this morning. So if you're visiting, I don't normally sound like Barry Manilow, but... Enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. So, um, but uh, hey, why don't you grab your Bibles and turn with me uh, to the book of Timothy. Um, can I have my coffee? Just because I feel like that's a great thing to have as I'm preaching this morning right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure somebody's out there. That won't help your voice, Pastor. That's actually bad for your voice. Whatever. Um, I see you out there drinking coffee. First um, Timothy. Hey, we got some notes coming for you. Um, and so if you want, you want paper notes, just lift your hand um, and they'll get them to you. Uh, if you want the digital ones, if you've been coming for a while, you know this. So please don't get tired of hearing it. But if you're new, you might want to know this. We have an app. And if you text the word app to 858-943-2221, uh, you can get the notes digitally right there. Uh, but we're going to go to First. Timothy 1, uh, verses 18 through 20. Um, and then we're going to read some other verses within Timothy. And so as you're turning there, if you have a digital Bible, you're probably already there. It's so easy. But if you're in a paper Bible and you're new to church, like so many of us are, you just keep flipping, find Timothy. But as you're turning to Timothy, I want to talk to you just a few moments um, as a pastor um, and uh, hopefully uh, pastor you into some moments here. Um, first is this, if it's your very first time joining us at Canvas Church, thank you for coming. And... Uh, there's a lot of great churches, but you found the best one, and we're so glad you did. Um, and so uh, here's what you can do to connect uh, here at Canvas Church. Uh, there's a connection card. looks a lot like this uh, in the seat pocket. <laughs> the reason it looks a lot like this is because it, it is this. Um, <laughs> And so there's one of these in the seat pocket in front of you. You can grab that, uh, fill it out. Um, and in just a moment, there's gonna be some great buckets passing by and you can drop this in that bucket, letting us know you were here. And if you are here for the very first time, make sure you go by that orange new here tent if you haven't yet. And we have a gift bag that has everything you need to know to take your next steps here at Canvas Church. If you don't wanna do the paper format, we have a digital format as well that's coming up on the screen. You can text the word new uh, to 858-943-2221 and this exact same thing will come up in a digital format, um, and you can fill, fill that out and, um, and let us know you were here. Um, but not just for the new people. Um, I want Here's what I want. If you're a part of Canvas Church, I want you to re reach right now into that seat pocket and grab one of these, okay? Um, if there's not enough, just, I don't see hands going. Come on. Re grab, I want you to grab one of these, and here's why I want you to grab one of these. Two reasons. 
Um, because uh, in just a minute, I'm gonna talk about something, but the first reason is this, is about every three months we do a mailing and uh, we mail stuff out to you. And what I've been noticing is a lot of stuff is coming back in the mail, okay? So that either means one of two things, you've moved and we don't have your right address, or we could not decipher your writing on the card and we entered it wrong, okay? And so what I would love for you to do is just fill this out. Um, if, you, if you need to update your information or if you say, pastor, I haven't been getting anything in the mail. Well, that's because because it's not getting to you, okay? And so fill this out um, and uh, let us know that. But hold that in your hand because we're gonna come back to that card in just a minute. Um, one of the things that uh, we do here at Canvas Church uh, as a part of our worship um, is we give um, financially um, to the kingdom of God. Now, obviously you might be sitting here saying, how do I give to the kingdom of God? Well, it's pretty cool if you read through scriptures. Uh, God has set it up to, when we're a part of a local church, um, we give to the local church uh, financially, and thus by doing that, we're helping extend the kingdom of God through mission. Um, now, if you've been coming to Canvas Church for a while, or maybe it's your first time, you can come here for a while. We've been talking about our game plan here at Canvas Church. And our game plan has been this. We want to get rooted in the community. Come on. We're celebrating next Sunday our first year in our new building, right? And so that's awesome, right? Okay. And so we, we always said, hey, we want to get our roots into the community. Uh, we moved 12 minutes down the freeway. We were meeting at the Mira Mesa Edwards Theaters, and we moved 12 minutes down the freeway. Now, freeway 12 minutes, that's a distance, right? And so we wanted to get rooted and grounded in the community and say, okay, this is our home. Now, okay, second year, let's go. We're going to launch into Mission More. And so we're going to be talking about that over the next many weeks as we get ready, uh, really, to just get out there and do everything we can uh, to reach this community, the surrounding area area um, uh, for Jesus Christ. How many of you guys feel like that's a good thing to do, right? And so well, the way we do that, uh, the way we have funds for that is through our giving together, okay? Let me read you a verse, and it's found in Proverbs 3, um, 9 and 10. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. Now, obviously, unless you're a farmer, any farmers in here? Okay, I didn't think so. So, so you're, not, you're, not, you're not getting natural crops. What is it talking about? It's talking about Matt, your work. What do you do? Uh, how do you bring increase into your, your family and into your life? Whatever that is, let's honor God with the first fruits of that. And it's, and it's talking about uh, finances. And it says, then your barns, and once again, you might have barns that's called bank accounts. Does anybody have a barn? Because it would be kind of cool, but no. Uh, it's your bank account. Then your bank account will be filled to overflowing and your vats will, will brim over with new, new wine. And I know some of you like that wine concept. It's just talking about, hey, look, man, you're going to have enough for everything. All right. And so together, collectively, as we're giving, um, not only are we honoring God and we're going to be full with everything we need, we're honoring God and the church, specifically here now, Canvas Church, which is your home, it's going to have everything it needs. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Okay, and so here's what I want to ask of you this morning, uh, because we're going to party next week. How many of you guys want to party next week? Seven of you. Okay. I hope the rest of you next week come ready to party. Uh, we're going to have fun. And here's what we're doing. We are spending some money on this. And I've, I've had people asking me questions like, Pastor, isn't there other things that we should be doing? I mean, don't we need to fix the gym up? And don't we need to be doing this and that? Yes, we need to do all those things. But here's the thing, and this is why I'm telling you we're launching into outreach. 
Next week, we're doing a Carnival Sunday, okay? Have you seen the signs out front? If you came into the back, you saw the signs. Maybe some of you saw some social media ads going out. Why are we doing that, okay? Uh, for all of us here at Canvas Church, man, we're gonna have fun and it's gonna be a party and then we're gonna see the kids on the rides and we're gonna be, you know, seeing Pastor Katie in the dunk tank and get her hair all curly and it's gonna be awesome. Um, here's why we're doing it. Uh, to, to the outside community, we're saying, hey, we have a Carnival block party, why don't you come? And here's the thing, I believe that God can use that simple thing to get them in the door so they hear the life-giving message of Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's what this is about. This next week, and the reason we're spending money and investing money in it is because we believe that as we do this, and listen to me, out of all the ads we've ever run in the last 12 months, I'm telling you right now, this one is getting the most traction. And we're, we're, we're having people emailing us and messaging us on social media like, hey, is it free? And I'm like, yes, it says right there, it's free, you know? Um, but they just wanna be reassured, you know? And, and so there's a lot of chatter. Um, and so here's what I wanna do today. Um, above and beyond your, your normal ties, I wanna ask, and in just a moment, the usher's gonna come by with some buckets and we'll pray for it. I wanna ask if, if God puts it on your heart, would you give some extra to help make this happen? All said and done, it's gonna cost us about 2,500 bucks, uh, but how can you put a price tag on what it could do for the community, right? And so I'm gonna ask you um, if you'd be willing uh, to give uh, today above and beyond whatever you normally give and say, man, let's do this and let's start our second year in this community off with a reach right now on mission, reaching people for Jesus Christ. There's gonna be new people walking through the doors. Okay, now here's the next thing. Uh, in just a minute, those buckets are gonna pass. And I know I'm taking some time this morning, but I needed to do this. Um, here's the other thing I'm gonna ask you to do. Actually, two more things. One, that card you have in your hand. I want you right now to write down the name of, you don't even have to put your name on it if you don't want, but would you write down the name of one person that you're gonna to invite to church next week? Just one. And I want you to drop it in the bucket, and here's why. Because on Monday, uh, when we have staff, we're gonna pray over all those names, and we're gonna partner with you, and we're gonna say, God, would you bring that individual to church next week, okay? Now, here's the thing, okay? Now, you, you have to take responsibility, and you have to invite them, all right? What we're doing is we're gonna pray and say, God, let their heart be open. Uh, let their heart be soft. God, let them come. And hey, you can, if you want to, you can lie and ask for forgiveness later. You can say, hey, you wanna come to a carnival with me next Sunday? And then just next Sunday, repent, all right? Um, but whatever, just go out and invite them, get them to church, okay? So could you do that right now? Just take, take a minute, write down the name of one person that I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for that person. I'm gonna invite that person. We're gonna partner with you this week and we're gonna pray for them and uh, believe that next week um, that they're gonna be touched by the presence of God, amen? Amen. Last thing is you're leaving today um, because we do want to have fun celebrating. And uh, how many of you guys know that when you show up to a birthday party, you usually show up with a card or something like that? Uh, well, and rather than a card, we, uh, you may have seen it on the way in. We have a green backdrop set up right over here off the sidewalk, okay? If you came in from the back, you didn't see it. You came in this way, you did. There's a backdrop there. Here's what I want to ask you to do. If you could just take 30 seconds and stop by that backdrop, uh, Dan, one of our videographers here at Canvas Church, is going to be there and he's just gonna capture a 30 to 45 second testimony. Of, and here's what I want you to do. Share your favorite Canvas moment, okay? Now I know everybody's favorite moment it is here is probably me preaching, but let's not all say that, okay? 
Let's change it up a little bit. You might have to stretch yourself and think of a, uh, another moment, all right? Um, so, uh, but just, you know, maybe as I'm preaching, just think, oh man, this is one moment that was real significant in my life. And you could go back and we're gonna be celebrating our seventh birthday. It might be seven years ago. Um, but uh, would you stop by there and just share uh, your favorite canvas moment? And that would be fantastic. Ushers, are you ready to pass those buckets? Um, let me pray um, for the giving. And as those buckets pass, you can drop that card in there. You can drop your giving in there. Um, also, I forgot to tell you, um, you can text uh, the word give uh, to 858-943-2221. You know, I was in a restaurant yesterday, uh, two days ago, and I had cash, and I went to pay with cash, and they're like, sorry, we're a cashless restaurant. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, they, they don't take cash. They only take card. And so I know that there's probably a lot of you out there that don't even carry cash. Um, and so you can, you can give this way. Let me pray. God, we thank you so much, God, for what you're doing at Canvas Church. We thank you for an opportunity to give. We thank you for an opportunity to come together and be on mission together to reach our community, to reach these people uh, with the love of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray that as we give today, um, that, God, you would just use this to reach more people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, one thing I didn't share um, is this, going past the buckets, is we're a part of a thing called ARC, Association of Related Churches. And uh, today, as a part of ARC, uh, we are launching our 900th church. Come on, isn't that awesome? That was really weak, but I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, and that's cool because we've been a part of ARC and we were church plant number 77. And ever since we planted, we've been helping other churches plant with our giving. And so that means we've helped plant, do the math, 823 churches in the last seven years. Isn't that awesome? And so, man, it's so cool uh, to see what God is doing. Are you in First Timothy yet? Yes. And you guys are quiet. I, my voice is gone and I'm louder than you. All right. First Timothy. Um, today what I want to do is I want to close out our series entitled Pursuit in which we've been talking about pursuing God, pursuing the presence of God. And we've been talking about ways that we do that. Uh, we've been talking about how when we pray, we're pursuing God and how we can pursue God with prayer. Uh, as we started this series, we were in 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so we actually talked about how we can pursue God with prayer and fasting. Um, and then we, we had some other messages in there about the power of our pursuit, what happens in our pursuit of God. And then last week, um, Jeff Mears, our worship director here at Canvas Church, uh, preached about uh, pursuing God through worship. How many guys were here for that? Great message. Man, you can check that out if you weren't here. Well, today, I wanna close out this series talking about pursuing God through the prophetic. Pursuing God through the prophetic. Now, if you heard, never heard that word, you're like, what is that? Or maybe you have heard that word and maybe it has a different connotation to you. We're gonna talk a little bit about that today and talk about, I believe, uh, one of the greatest principles um, in our pursuit of God. And I'll show you why today. And so we're gonna read uh, about a guy named Timothy. Uh, 1 Timothy 1.18, and then we're going to go to 1 Timothy 4.14, and then 2 Timothy 1.5-7. through 7. Let me just give you the context. Here's Timothy. Timothy is a young pastor. Okay, now this, this book that we know as Timothy was actually a letter written from Paul to Timothy. Paul, being an apostle, um, uh, gathered Timothy and trained him up and, and, and released him as a pastor, and he's now writing him to encourage him. Now, even though this is known as a pastoral epistle uh, or a pastoral letter, um, all of the principles in it apply to all of us as believers, okay? And so Paul is writing to Timothy for a very specific reason. Here's why he's writing to Timothy. Timothy is discouraged in his faith. 
Timothy doesn't feel qualified. Timothy actually right now feels like throwing in the towel in his ministry. And Paul knows that. And so Paul writes to specifically encourage this young minister in his faith. Now let me ask this question. How many of you guys ever found yourself discouraged before? Hey, how many of you guys ever found yourself in a place like throwing in the towel before? Right? All of us, right? So I think there's some things here that we can glean from. I want you to notice how Paul begins to encourage Timothy in his faith. First, first, in his faith. first Timothy 1, 18 through 20. And it reads, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. I want you to highlight that thought. So I'm coming to you now, Timothy. I'm gonna give you instructions, but these instructions I'm gonna give you are based on the prophetic words that were spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battle. Now, now your translation, your reading might say, may they help you fight the good fight of faith. Paul is saying, hey, Timothy, man, this, this faith journey, man, there's a fight. It's a real fight and things are going on, um, but I want you to be encouraged by the prophetic. I want you to be encouraged by the things that were spoken over your life. Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people have deliberately violated their consciences as, as a result. Their faith has been shipwrecked. Hymenius and Alexander are two examples. <laughs> I threw them out and handed them over to Satan. I don't know about you, but I don't want that written about my life. Like, you know, when it all wraps up and they're standing at my graveside, you know, that's not one of those things you want read, right? And I just threw them out and handed them over to the devil. So they might learn not to blaspheme God. What, what happened with these two individuals? These two individuals apparently uh, were taking the doctrine and, 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 and twisting it and preaching a false doctrine, um, not, not staying true to the faith. And so Paul had to deal with them. But here, Timothy, what I want you to do is I want you to stay true to your calling. I want you to stay true to what you're doing. I don't want you to be discouraged. I want you to build yourself up. Here's what you're gonna do on the prophetic words that were spoken about you. First Timothy 4, 14. Later on, Paul again encouraging Timothy. Timothy, do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. So here, he's talking about the exact same event and he's bringing it up to Timothy. He says, give, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. Let me read one more. It's all Paul writing to Timothy again. This one now is in a second letter he writes and he brings up the same thing. Second Timothy 1, five through seven. says, remember your genuine faith for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your, your mother Eunice. And I know the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when we laid hands on you. He's talking about the exact same event. He's going back to that prophetic moment where something happened in Timothy's life and he says, man, go back to that. Fight with that. Lean into that. Speak that. Hear that. Do that. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power, love, and self 
discipline. Let's pray. God, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, the Lord, you would teach us on the idea of pursuing you in the prophetic. God, I pray we'd walk out of here not only with a greater understanding of it, I pray we'd walk out of here with a desire to walk in it, to do it, and to see it impact our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. How many people in here you like to watch a movie every now and then? Okay, good, all right. Um, You know, we like to watch a movie. Now, how many of you guys have ever watched a movie with somebody that's already seen the movie? Oh, yeah, so you're already like, oh, yeah, right? Now, now I don't know about you, but I have a love-hate relationship with those people, right? Like, like, like if you're not into scary movies, uh, but you're watching a scary movie with a person that's already seen the scary movie, it's kind of nice to have them there, right? Because they're like, hey, you might want to close your eyes on this part, right? Or, or if it's my daughters, it's like, they don't care. It's not about what they see. It's about what they hear, those noises. It's like, hey, you might want to plug your ears on this part coming up right here, right? And so it can be a help sometimes, but there's also those times when, uh, when you're watching the movie and you just want to watch it, um, but it's like they narrate the part that's coming up before it comes up and it ruins it for you, right? Like, like, like you're about ready to you know, go watch a movie and you're like, oh yeah, that movie was a, kind of a bummer. So-and-so dies at the end. And you're like, what? <laughs> right? Like you just ruined the movie, you know, and, and they're sitting there. And, but sometimes it's fun, right? Because like, like they don't ruin the plot, uh, but they're just kind of leaning in and watching your reaction as you're watching the movie. Like if you've ever seen a really good movie, like, like there's times when my wife might be gone and I watched a movie and it was so good. And I'm like, babe, you gotta watch this movie. It's so good. And I've sold it so much. Now I'm starting to worry. Like, I hope it's as good as I think it is, right? And then, and then so yeah, I'm sitting there like this watching the movie. I'm actually watching my wife to see her reaction, right? Uh, I mean, watching a movie uh, with somebody else, but sometimes they just tell you what's coming up um, and, and it can ruin it. Here's the thing, with movies that might not be fun, uh, but with life, that can be really helpful. With life, man, if you could know what's coming next, if you could, you could see around the corner for a moment or, or you could just get a glimpse of, of your future so that you could begin to maybe direct your steps in the right way to hit that future, it might not be good in a movie setting, but it's great in a life setting. And that is what the prophetic is. The prophetic is that, that, that God-given thing that I believe every believer can function in from time to time that gives us a snapshot of some things that are to come. Now listen to me, they're not promises that will come, it's a snapshot of what can be, it's God's design, it's God's plan, it's God's direction, and he gives us a snapshot of it so now we can make choices that lead us down that path. And with a movie, it might not be that great, but with life, I'm telling you right now, it's very helpful. And as Christ followers, as believers, man, God has given us this ability as, as we lean into him to get a glimpse of his plan, his purpose. Maybe, maybe a better example, it just popped in my head, maybe a better example isn't the movie thing, but maybe it's navigation. How many of you guys do not know how to get to your house unless you have navigation on? Right? And no one's raising their hand, but I know some of you, if you were honest, you'd be raising your hand. I'm, I've talked to some people and it's like, it's, <laughs> I mean, you, I, mean you, I, I can't even get to the grocery store without it. Like, like, like if they're doing road construction on my road, you start freaking out. Like, I don't know, I'm going to get to work today. I'm being real, Right? Like, I don't know, I'm gonna get the word. We had road construction going on on our, on our roads this last week, and man, it was, it was funny watching people. They're just sitting there, they're like, 
What do I do? Take a right instead of a left. <laughs> you know, like, but then where do I go? It's just take two lefts and you'll be back on the road. You know, it's like, but I don't know, you know how many of you guys are thankful for navigation, right? Like even if it's, even if you don't have your thing navigated on that, you still see the map, right? And you can see what's ahead and where you're going and whatnot. Man, that is the prophetic. And as Christ's followers, God wants us to pursue him through the prophetic. Timothy, my son, here's what I want you to do. I know, I know you're discouraged right now. I, I know you're facing some challenges. I know you're facing some uncertainties. I know you feel like throwing in the towel, but here's what I need you to do. I need you to go back to that friend that already seen the movie. I need you to go back to that navigation. I need you to, I just need you to pause and go back to that one place where the, the leaders gathered around you and spoke prophetically over your life. That is where I want you to be, Timothy. That's what I want you to do. So go back to there and now knowing that, fight the Lord's battle. Knowing that, fight the good fight of faith. Pursue me with the things that were prophetically spoken over, over your life, and Paul begins to encourage this young man. And I believe with all my heart that one of the greatest ways, man, you and I get encouraged, and here's the thing that you need to know, this book is not just, not just letters written on pages. This book is a very prophetic book. This book is like no other book ever written. Are you with me today? 66 different books of the Bible, over 40 different authors, written over a period of 1,600 years, but yet it does not contradict itself from the beginning to the end. Why? Because there was a prophetic oversight. There was a prophetic shadow that said this is more than just words on paper. This is gonna be a prophetic book that leads people, that guides people, that directs people. This is prophetic. But I want you to know something. Man, the Holy Spirit uses that same thing in our life today as he leads us, guides us, and, 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 and directs us. And we need to understand that. Here, let me give you this definition of the prophetic. Prophecy or prediction. Now, this is the technical definition. Was one of the functions of, of the prophets. It has been defined as a miracle of knowledge, a declaration or a description or a representation of something in the future beyond the power of human sagacity or to foresee, discern, or conjecture. That's a, that's a wordy thing, right? Let me give you my, my definition of, of the prophetic. It's us hearing and seeing what God is doing or about to do, grabbing hold of that and declaring that over our life, our circumstances, and our situations. Let me read it to you again because I like my definition better. <laughs> it is us hearing and seeing what God is doing or is about to do, grabbing hold of that and declaring it over our life, circumstances, and situations. I love, I love what 1 Corinthians 14 verses one through four say about the prophetic because Paul now writes to the church at Corinth and, and he's encouraging the church at Corinth. And again, here he is talking about the prophetic. And, and Paul doesn't so much tell us how to move in the prophetic in this moment, but really the purpose of it. And I wanna, I wanna read it to you. And it says, let love be our highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the spirit gives. Your translation might say earnestly desire or, or desire the spiritual gifts. Especially the ability to prophesy. 
And so, so in other words, Paul leans in again on this, this same idea he gave to Timothy, he is now giving to the church at Corinth, and he's saying, guys, man, if you're gonna go after gifts, do it. Remember this, man, our greatest focus is let's love people, let's do a carnival, I'm pretty sure it's in there, and let's get people through the door, and let's love on them, and let's give them the truth, and man, are you with me? That, that's the highest, but, but, but then I want you to desire the gifts of the Spirit. I want you to do this, but if you're gonna desire any of them, I want you to give special attention to the prophetic. Are you hearing what he's saying? Like there's something about this, okay? Verse two, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You'll be speaking by the power of the spirit, but it will be mysterious. But one who prophesies, listen to this now, strengthens others, encourages them, comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues, strengthened personally. But the one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. The main focus here, the main function of prophecy according to 1 Corinthians is, is not telling the future, it's strengthening, encouraging, and comforting the body of Christ. For Timothy, these words that Paul says, I want you to go back to that moment and I want you to grab hold of that prophetic moment in those words that were spoken over your life because they will encourage you, they will equip you, they will strengthen you for what you're walking through. I love this idea of, of the prophetic in pursuing, in pursuing God. Let me just give you a few things, a few takeaways for you this morning. Did you hear that slurp? <laughs> For those of you who don't have a coffee, you're like, oh, I want one of those. <laughs> the prophetic helps us pursue God by, first and foremost, taking us to another dimension. Taking us to another dimension. Well, well Pastor, wait a second. What are you talking about here? <laughs> like, have you been watching some sci-fi movies? taking us to another dimension. What are you talking about? Here's the thing. Um, um, we, we, we too oftentimes as Christ followers stay living in just a three-dimensional world. What we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we taste, what we smell, those things. And, but, but if I remember right, the Bible says, I want you to walk by faith, not by sight. If, if we were to break that down, fully, what it's saying is, I don't want you to walk in the natural realm. I don't want you to walk in the third dimension. I want you to go to the next dimension. I want you to go where faith will take you. I want you to rise above all of this, and I want you to see what I'm seeing. I want you to hear what I'm hearing. I want you to know what I know. Are you with me this morning? When we begin to pursue God through the prophetic, we begin to go into another dimension. We begin to go into the spirit realm. We begin to go there, and it's there. Man, we begin to hear his voice more clearly. We begin to understand what he's doing. I mean, listen to this right here. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, armies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits. And that sounds like horrific, doesn't it? Kind of sounds like, wow. This is the Bible saying, hey, look, we're not, listen, if all we ever do 
If all we ever do as Christians and Christ followers is navigate our way through life the way the rest of the world does, we are missing it. If all we ever do is when we have a confrontation with somebody, if we only see it from this perspective rather than the fourth dimension, rather than the spirit realm, we are missing out. Did you hear what the Bible says? We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, okay? Now listen to me, I know theologically, ultimately what it's saying is like, hey look, we're spiritual beings, then we're fighting a very spiritual battle. We're not, we're, in other words, Old Testament, it was natural armies, New Testament, spiritual armies. But too often times, we live our faith in, in, in the seen world. We live our Christianity in this. We have got to understand something. When we declare him as our heavenly father and we declare him as God over our life, what we're declaring is like, we're no longer a part of this, we're a part of him. We're a part of what he's doing. And all of a sudden now what we've really declared is we've declared we're going to battle. Here's the thing, the enemy shows up. Even though it's not a flesh and blood battle, the enemy shows up through flesh and blood circumstances, doesn't he? But what we need to make sure is that we don't stay there and fight there. We need to fight on our hands and knees in prayer. We need to fight with other believers. That's why small groups are so important. We need to fight by getting into the word of God. We need to fight, Timothy. I know you're feeling discouraged. I know you're feeling like throwing in the towel. I know you feel like giving up. But Timothy, we're not fighting our battle there. I need you to go up a little higher. I need you to rise up to the spiritual realm. And here's how you're gonna do it. You're gonna take those things that we previously prophesied about you. You're gonna begin to take those things, declare them over your life, be elevated and be encouraged and be strengthened and now have the right perspective. Amen. Okay, what about us? How often, when there is no peace in our home, do we immediately go to the flesh? Do we immediately go to, well, okay, what's happening here? We need to fix this, and my kids aren't happy, my wife's not happy, my husband's not happy. Well, it's because we're not making enough money. Oh, man, you know, whatever it might be. We so, we so go to the flesh. What if we could just say, hold on a second. We're not, we're not fighting that. We're fighting from a different perspective. I'm beginning to declare God's promises over our circumstances and situation rather than what we, rather than what we see. Amen? Amen. First Corinthians 14, one, I love what it said. Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Now, now why would Paul say that to the church at Corinth? I believe he said that to the church at Corinth, obviously to lean in on that. But I also believe he said it to the church at Corinth because he said, hey, I want you to earnestly desire these gifts, but especially this one. If Paul is saying for us to specifically desire that one, that means we all can operate in that realm. We all can get there and we can begin to see the plans of God, hear the plans of God and declare the plans of God over our life. Timothy, I need you to move into a different realm. Don't go by what you see, go boy what was spoken over your life. Secondly, um, the prophetic helps us pursue God by number two, valuing God's plan more than mine. Valuing God's plan more than mine. If the prophetic takes us into that spiritual realm, we're, we're, we're getting to a place where we're seeing what God's seeing. Well, the whole point of getting there is so you can know God's plan, right? God's plan. Listen to me more than ever as, as a pastor of Canvas Church. 
when I find myself there, I'm like, God, thank you for entrusting us with all these beautiful people that call Canvas home. Um, God, thank you for entrusting us with this beautiful place that, that we can now congregate in and begin to use to, to reach this community. But God, I, I got a lot of ideas. The Bible says many are the plans in a man's heart. And this, this guy has a million plans a minute. And I'm telling you right now, if I don't get into a place of prayer and hear what God's saying, man, we're, we're gonna be like on a roller coaster, man. It's so important that you don't live your life like that. And so when we begin to tap into the, we can pursue God with the credit, what we're saying is, God, we're valuing your plan over our plan. God, what are you, God, what are you doing? God, what are you saying? Is anybody getting anything out of this this morning? Amen, good, pa- good message, Pastor. Amen, I'm just declaring things over my life, <laughs> prophetically. <clears throat> I, I, I love when I read through the Old Testament and I read about the prophets. Anybody like reading through the prophets? Now, if you're new to church, there's a bunch of books called the prophetic books of the Bible. They're written by prophets. Uh, but then there's also other books that, that document what some of the prophetic moments that happen in Scripture. Not just what the prophets did, but prophetic moments when God moves. Uh, I was reminded of one as I was getting ready for this message today, Second Chronicles 20. And Jeff mentioned it at the end of his message last week. And he mentioned it from the perspective of how, how this army got together and they, they went forward with worshipers. And he was talking about pursuing God with worship. Well, if you go back to 2 Chronicles 20 and you read through the whole entire thing, just if it's not in your notes, just write down 2 Chronicles 20. I'm telling you, it's a phenomenal story. Take you about two minutes to read it. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the people of God are are, are a little bit scared. They're a little bit worried. Maybe they felt like Timothy. Maybe they felt a little bit discouraged, a little bit like throwing in the towel, a little bit like, like calling it quits. But, but what happens is, is they finally gather themselves together and they begin to call out to God. And as they're calling out to God, the king doesn't get the message. Some major prophet doesn't get the message. But as they're in this moment calling out together, the Bible says, and one of them stood up, and, they, and he's named, and one of them stood up, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And he began to declare to the king, it says, He's going to declare to the king and all the armies and all the people, hey, you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to worry about these people. Matter of fact, you don't even need to go to battle. Tomorrow, just go out and stand still and see the salvation of your God. That is the prophetic word. That is the thing that came from some obscure individual amongst all the people. I mean, it would be like, I'll just use Billy. I don't know if there's a Billy in here, but it'd be like, here we are. And as a church, I bring you some bad news and I'm like, hey, we gotta pray. And all of a sudden, some guy named Billy stands up and says, hey, you don't need to be afraid, pastor. Canvas Church, you don't need to worry. Just go out and just watch God do what God's gonna do. That's, what this, that's the context of, of 2 Chronicles 20. And they hear that 
and they are so encouraged and so strengthened, like 1 Corinthians 14 talks about, that then the king gathers the leaders together and they begin to discern and decipher the message that just came to, get, came to them. And they come up with a plan. See, if you don't get the whole story, you think that God gave them the plan that said, hey, send worshipers out. God didn't give them that plan. God said, hey, you don't need to worry, you don't need to fear, man, go and stand and see the salvation of the Lord. And then they get together so encouraged and so strengthened, they come up with the plan. They, they get together and say, hey, okay, we're gonna stand and we're gonna see the salvation of the Lord, that is awesome, how is that gonna look tomorrow? They got the plan of God and then they put steps in order to hit the plan of God. That is the way the prophetic works. God's saying, hey, here's the, here's the desired outcome. Now what needs to happen is you need to line up to the desired outcome. And so they come up with this plan, and honestly, on paper, it's the stupidest plan ever. Can we be real? They get together so encouraged, and they're talking, and they're like, hey, here's what we should do. We, we should line up all the armies. But then out in front of the armies, let's put Jeff and Christy and Karina, the worship leaders of Canvas Church. One can have a guitar, one can have a mic, and they can just go in front of the armies and sing. That's stupid. Are you with me? That, but this is the plan, hey. We're gonna stand and see the salvation. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna worship our way through it. And they put the worshipers out there. And the Bible says, as they just stood there worshiping, the armies like turned against themselves and ambushes were set and they were all destroyed. Now listen to me, it's a super stupid plan unless you're actually one of the warriors. Then you're like, yeah, absolutely, send the worshipers. That's, I like that plan. We can get a good feel how this thing's gonna go down before we get involved. If they're getting slaughtered, we're running, right? Like if you're that guy, yeah, it's a great plan, but if you're one of the worshipers, you're just like, what's happening right now? <laughs> it's a stupid plan. But here's the thing, they had a word from God. Listen to me. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Man, you can, you can make your plans. You can have your budgets. You can have your goals. You can write out your future. But when God says do this, you better do that. When God says go, you better go. Because God's plan always trumps our plan every single time. I know some of this stuff doesn't make sense. How does it make sense that my life will be blessed if I give 10% of my money away? That is a stupid plan. Right, like if you think about it, like I can understand if I take that 10% and save it, but you want me to do what? You want me to take 10% of my 40, 60 hours a week of my life that I spent away from my family and away from my wife, sitting behind a desk or working this, you want me to take 10% of that and do what with it? That is a stupid plan. If you said it, and I line my life up with it, and I, I wanna reap the rewards of it, do this! There's a blessing that's gonna come on your life. Well, I want the blessing, but the plan is stupid. <laughs> right? 
No, but if God said it, and you just line up with it, and you begin to do, this is a good message, by the way. I'm just encouraging myself. Sorry. Man. Ah, we gotta go, it's 1019. Ah, lastly, band come. I pursue God prophetically by number three, declaring the right outcome. Declaring the right outcome. I get a hold of what God is saying, what God is doing or what he's about to do. And I see that and I begin, Timothy, I know you feel discouraged. I know you feel down. I know you feel like throwing in the towel, but I need you to often go back three times, two letters. Timothy, I need you to go back. I need you to go back to that moment. Oh, Timothy, you didn't hear in the first letter, let me put in the second letter. It's not about you, it's about, it's about everyone that you're, you're ministering to. It's, let's put it in our context, it's about your spouse, it's about your kids, it's about your career, it's about your business, it's about your church, it's about your ministry. I need you to grab hold of that prophetic in those moments of discouragement, those moments of despair, those moments you feel like throwing in the towel, you grab hold of what I said about you. And you begin to declare that over your life. Because in those moments, it'll raise you up and you'll begin to get back to the spirit realm and begin to see what I'm doing. And you'll see my plan. And as you see my plan, man, then you can begin to design your life in such a way that leads to the desired outcome. When I move in the prophetic, I'm lining my life up and I'm speaking those things that aren't yet as though they are. So when your crazy pastor gets up here and says, man, there ain't enough chairs here at Canvas Church to fill all of the bodies that are coming, to seat all the bodies that are coming, man, there's not enough. We're gonna have to go to three services. I'm just encouraging myself because I see the desired outcome. I know what God wants because God is not playing that hymn should perish. is willing to do whatever it takes to get to that place where everyone in North County, San Diego has an opportunity to bow their knee and confess Him as Lord and Savior of their life. No, we're not the only church. There's a lot of other churches, but He called us here. And so we're going to do whatever it takes and say, come. He's got a plan for your life. Come. It's a good plan. He loves you. He's got a future and a hope. God, we thank you so much for your word. Can you just stand to your feet this morning? Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that your word is prophetic in nature. God, your word is so good. God, your word is so good. Hallelujah. Someone here, you just, you just need to begin to declare 
on. You need to get your clutch. Some of you have been hearing the wrong voice. Some of you have been listening to the wrong voice. Some of you have been tapping into the wrong words. Some of you have been listening to, to discouraging stuff spoken over your life. You need to rise up, Timothy. You need to rise up, young man. You need to rise up and you need to begin to hear the word of the Lord. He's got a hope, he's got a future, he's got a plan. Listen to me, there's someone in here and you've walked through divorce. I want you to know something. It is not over for you. God has a spouse for you. God has somebody for you. There's somebody in here, you've been listening to the lie of the enemy and you think you've missed it because, well, I got married once and no, we're no longer married. And you feel like, man, I missed the one. God says, no, no, I got one for you. I got one for you. Do not listen to the lie of that. There's someone in here and, and, and you feel like you missed out on your ministry opportunity. You feel like you, you, messed, you missed out on it and is it ever gonna come back around? And God says, it's never left. You just need to strengthen yourself and encourage yourself and, and begin to find yourself going after what God says about you. There's somebody in here today that, that you, are, you are feeling discouraged because you feel like you can't find the career to lock in on and you feel like, man, that you're just floundering and, and that God is saying, son, daughter, would you just go back to the thing that I spoke over your life? Would you just go back to the last time you heard my voice? Grab hold of that and begin to speak it over your circumstance. Begin to speak it over your situation. Begin to speak it over your life. Do not live your life based on what you see in the natural. It is time to rise into a new dimension. It's time to go to that spiritual place and fight the good fight of faith with the things that were previously prophesied concerning you. Lord, I pray today, God, for Canvas Church, and I pray for every person in this room right now, God, to tap in and begin to pursue you with the prophetic. Every eye closed, every head bowed. My last call is this, and you're here, and you're not a Christian. You're not a Christ follower, and you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. This is the best moment right now, not sometime in the future. Right now is the best moment, and you're here, and you'd say, man, I need to step into a relationship with Jesus. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If that is you, you know what your struggle is. You know what you're fighting through. If that is you, can you just shoot your hand in the air right now? Anybody at all? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, that's three hands right there. Come on. Hey, this is, listen, listen. This is how painless and this is how easy this is. Here's what's gonna happen. If you were one of the ones, I'm gonna ask the prayer team to come right now. Just a couple of people, okay? This is how easy this is gonna be. If you were one of the ones that raised your hand, do you have to come forward? No, you don't have to. Here's what you do need to do though. The Bible says that, 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 that we believe in our hearts that He is Lord of our life, but confession is made unto salvation. Whether you confess it right here with us, man, we can pray with you, that's awesome. And I would love for you to do that. There were three of you that raised your hand. Man, we're gonna be up here. We're gonna wait for you. As everyone else is walking out, you're walking forward, okay? But if you, you say, man, I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to make that walk, then right in your seat, as I close in prayer, right in your seat, just say, God, I need you. Jesus come into my life. And then if you can, and I don't know if we can pull this up somehow. Um, I don't know if you have to create a slide or something, but um, you can just text yes to 858-943-2221. It's gonna send something to me so that I can follow up with you this week and say, hey, can I help you through anything? Can I help answer any questions? It's just text yes to 858-943-2221. But I'd love for you to make this walk so I can shake your hand and pray with you this morning. So as I, I'm gonna pray, you pray, we're gonna dismiss. While other people are walking out, you come forward. God, we love you. Lord, we thank you for these moments. Lord, I pray for those three people that raised their hand. Lord, I pray that they would just be filled with faith and boldness and, and continue to walk down the right path. And 
Lord, I pray for all of us, God, that you'd be the glory and the lifter up of our head and that we would declare those things that aren't yet over our life as though they are. And we will walk in victory this week in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.